I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 10th. In the decade following World War II, as the threat of nuclear annihilation drove the Cold War, one thing was for certain in the minds of the movie-going audience. We were just one atomic bomb blast away from unleashing a nightmare of oversized monsters. That's the story of Attack of the Crab Monsters, released on this day in 1957. Oh sure, you might find giant ants, leeches, wasps, lizards, and even humans in the science fiction films of the atomic age, but can anything prepare you for giant man-eating crabs? What if I told you they sometimes speak with a French accent? So sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip to a former atomic testing site where crabs have an iron grip. Our story opens on a remote island where a scientific expedition has vanished. A new group of scientists shows up to figure out what happened to them, but we know we're off to a rough start when one of the supply men falls overboard in the first scene and is immediately decapitated by an unseen sea monster. Oh well, hazard of the job. The others will carry on. What the previous scientists left behind was a handful of notes and some inoperable equipment all stashed away in an elegant suburban home that's the only building on the island. That must have at least made location shooting a lot easier. Like any horror movie, the tension builds as the mystery deepens. Crew members go missing. The voices of the dead taunt the survivors. Communications are cut off. Before long, the beast reveals itself. A giant crab! Two of them, actually, that have grown to enormous size thanks to the heavy radiation fallout from atomic testing. There's more to it, though. The crabs aren't just huge crustacean killing machines. They're also vindictive jerks. They like to mess with their prey before killing them, and they've gotten smarter over time because the brains of their human victims become a part of the crab's personality. Eat a Frenchman? Start talking with a French accent, as one of the crabs does here. So who can possibly save the day? Find out in a moment. Let's face it, with a title like Attack of the Crab Monsters, what you're expecting is a giant crab and a high body count. Check and check. You'll also be expecting an incredibly cheesy, almost papier-mâché prop of said crab. Well, we've got that too, only this one has strangely human eyes, and it makes a clicking noise when it's coming. And it snores. It also somehow talks by throwing its voice into metal objects. That seems to have no bearing on the accent of choice, only the minds of its victims. Like any solid entry into the 1950s monster B-movie pantheon, we've also got to have one female lead who is capable, this one is a biologist, but she's mostly there to have completely random dialogue that hints at a romantic subplot. There are many potential heroes in this movie, but you've probably got your eye on one in particular, Russell Johnson. Yes, the professor from Gilligan's Island. He's there not as a scientist, but really as a handyman, jack-of-all-trades. He's got to fend off the crabs, protect the girl, and restore the radio so they can get help from the mainland, just like he ended up doing for three seasons on that tropical island. Like Robinson Crusoe, it's primitive as can be. 
Attack of the Crab Monsters was made on a budget of $70,000 by B-movie master Roger Corman. It was released on a double bill with another of his films from that same year, Not of This Earth. That movie also has its own cult following, so much that it's the only Roger Corman film to be remade twice. But that is a story for another time. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 10th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.